104.7 The Cave. KKLH, Marshfield, Springfield. A proud member of the Kansas City Chiefs radio network. Touchdown, Kansas City! Now, it's time for Ned Talk. That is right. We are back in the studio for Ned Talk. And we are off Monday nights because tonight is the night. NFL action is back and it begins with the Kansas City Chiefs right here on 104.7 The Cave, the pregame show coming up at 6 o'clock with Mitch Holtis and Art Haynes. And then kickoff against the Houston Texans will be at 7.20. I'm joined in the studio by Ned Reynolds, our radio roustabout. Ned, how are you this evening? All set for a little bit of football, and it's going to be more than a little bit tonight because there is something special in any league, but tonight, of course, is exclusive about opening night. And this is the only game. I love the whole concept of a Thursday night game to start the season with the Super Bowl champs who just so happened to be wearing red. Oh, I just can't wait. It's so (laughs) exciting. The only season so far, the only sport not affected by COVID other than missing some pre-games. Stormy Davis sitting across from me too. Stormy, how are you on this Thursday evening? I'm ready for some football. Ready for some football? Yeah. Excited? Oh, very excited. Chiefs are already up by an extra point and a half from what Ned talked to us about this morning. They're up nine and a half, so hey, that's a good sign. And John Oliver is with us. John, how are you this evening? Are you excited? I'm doing well, and I'm thrilled. I think last year was such a fun journey. I'm, I'm looking forward to uh, to hopefully a similar outcome this year, and I think it'll be a lot of fun to be along the way. Yeah, I can't wait. It's the beginning of the NFL season. Everything's all uh, peaches and cream right now at this point. Everything looking good. And uh, what do you expect tonight, Ned? What do you think? I think you see a very interesting game in a lot of respects, and it may not be aesthetically something that you would write home about. The reason I say that is twofold. Number one, we've had something of a disrupted year. I don't think there's any question about that. And number two, most of all, while the preseason has been decried as being really overdone, and four games is more than they have, two is really, the, in my opinion, the optimum number. But they have had none this year. Now, what does that do? Well, it takes away a little bit from your timing aspect of things. You can practice all that you want. I've played football and know pretty much what the game is. You can practice on and on and on and on. But the timing of a game and the rhythm can't be duplicated. And that is the case for both these teams tonight. There may be a lot of ragged football, but I do think the Chiefs will score and score big. That's what I was going to ask you. Do you think not having these preseason games, how much does it affect the play that we're going to see on the field? I think I think significantly. I think you'll see a lot. Now, it, now that doesn't necessarily mean it'll carry through the whole game, but there's a, a rhythm and a timing that any athlete in any sport has to have because of the, the very nature of what you're doing. And the timing aspect is not going to be there tonight, at least at the very start of it. Stormy, what do you think? What are your expectations for tonight's game? Well, to kind of continue where Ned jumped on there is the timing and then the players in and out who will take certain plays, who won't, because the pressure of the game is completely different once you get to the actual game other than any kind of practice you can go into. So we'll see who stays in, who comes out, and uh, what kind of changes the coaches will make along the way without a without a preseason to make those changes in. John, your thoughts? 
Uh, I think this is going to be, I see this game going in the Chiefs' favor tonight, but one great point that Ned made was getting up to speed. I think you saw that in Major League Baseball, and I think you're going to see that here. You know, with the abbreviated spring training when they came back from the COVID shutdown, you saw a lot of rust on pitchers, fielders, hitters. You're still seeing guys do that because they didn't get those full reps. With no preseason games, you're going to see a lot of the same type of slip-ups, mistimings, etc. in the NFL. Ned, who do you think is most affected by this lack of preseason? Is it the offense, defense, or special teams? It's defense, in my opinion. Your defensive backs won't re- – I won't say they, they don't know to react. They do. But, again, a lot of the, the D-backs' basis of their game is to make that quick judgment on receivers who are making cuts and so forth. And game after game, you see sometimes illegal picks that get away from the referees. Will that be the case tonight? Their reaction time to the cuts from receivers, I think, will Mm -hmm. be slowed. Linebackers' reaction cuts to a little deception in the backfield, maybe a little option play or something of that nature, is a little bit slower. Now, I'm talking about something that's perceptible. It's not an hour slower. It's a microsecond that makes a difference between a tackle and a missed tackle or batting away of a pass and a completion. All that plays into effect with a game of this speed, and the NFL is the quickest in the world. I mean, it's you have D1 football, which is quick. This is quicker. These are the best athletes in the world at that sport, and when you, when you compromise their practice time, you are taking away a little bit of the fluid aspect of a game. Furthermore, a little bit of rain in Kansas City tonight, too. It's not a whole lot, but there has been some. Stormy, there's one team I neglected to mention, and that's the referees. They usually benefit from some preseason football, and they've been knocked on quite a bit for the last few seasons. Do you see that having an effect on tonight's game? Well, basically, anybody involved with a game, be it by... uh, (laughs) <laughs> if they're involved with the game, you're going to have rust if there's time away from it. And so the referees themselves will also have some rust to knock off. And hopefully, you know, people tonight just need to say, okay, bad calls are bad calls, and everybody's kind of getting back into sync. So let's go easy on the refs tonight a little bit, give them a bit of a pass a little bit. No. no. <laughs> oh, did you say go easy on the refs? Oh, one we're game. We're one joined, game. We're joined one by Stormy. a very special guest in the studio. Did you say go easy on the refs? One game, this game. <sighs> Our our, okay, re- our uh, resident Chiefs fan, our resident Chiefs go fanatic. Go easy on the refs. These guys are paid to make a decision. Come on, guys. That's their job. You can't go easy on the players. You can't go easy on the coaches. And you sure as hell can't go easy on the refs. That's Mike the intern. Am I right about that or am I right? Am I right? He wanted me to sit on Ned's lap, not after he's talking about weather. No way. No way. No way. No, no way. way. You know how he gets about the weather. John, no what do you, way. What do, you, what do you think? What do you expect? Which, which, what do you expect to see as far as which teams are affected most by tonight's play? I think on both sides, what you're really going to want to watch is the secondary because I yeah. think they're going to be tentative. The preseason games for them are a chance to really get that timing down, mm-hmm. to jump at plays. I think you're going to see them kind of on their back feet which if the offense kind of catches up more quickly, you may see some big plays made because the uh, the safeties, the corners, they're not going to be making the aggressive plays they would normally make at this point. It's a good point, but on top of it, if the Chiefs are bringing 20 of 22, 23 starters back mm-hmm. that spring, I mean, yes, Ned's right. Fluidity, timing, all that stuff comes with preparation and preseason. But 
with every team coming back and the Chiefs having 20 starters, they're not going to have to really try very hard to remember what got them there last time. So I think with what you're saying is right. A lot of the team's secondaries are going to be a little gun-shy. Andy Reid's not going to be gun-shy. He's going to be taking shots as soon as we go out, I guarantee you. Or I could be wrong, and we're going to look at (laughs) Clyde Edwards-Hilaire running the ball, you know, 200 yards tonight. Who knows? Man, I just saw Andy Reid. I don't think so, though. I just saw Andy Reid on on TV. Man, he's lost some weight. Andy looks good. I guess him. I guess awesome. the winning the Super Bowl took the monkey off his Could back. Could have. Yeah. Or he got too many. Got tired of the free cheeseburgers. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Or Tommy Tommy Bahamas making a really slimming shirt these yeah, days. Yeah, without making. <laughs> a I need to get shirt me some of those for for go. Andy Reid. <laughs> Mike, the interns in the studio with us. Mike, you've been on vacation this week to prepare for this night. To prepare myself. <laughs> uh, yeah, and it's unfortunate because I mean I I you know the, the we can get on the ticket prices and. The market value and uh that was not a good call in my opinion um but in in the market speaks for itself as of last night tickets are already down to 150 bucks so i guarantee you you'll probably be able to get an arrowhead tonight for about 75 to 100 dollars. now to me that's not fair because of all these seniority season ticket holders that paid 250 plus for these tickets i don't know so at the beginning of that i was kind of like i don't think i'm gonna be able to afford to go to a game this year now i'm kind of looking at it going okay what's cold weather game and no one want to go to that i get to go to? exactly but yeah. yeah i've been i've been uh prepping all week for tonight let me ask you what uh when you mark the calendar which game are you most looking forward to every single one of them but well, always I mean, always there, 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 something's always stand out. always afc west uh definitely want to see uh what the bucks can do um, I always want New England blood, always, and Pittsburgh blood. Every if, if, if AFC a team, I want their blood, especially if it's AFC West. But uh, I'm excited tonight. I mean, I think you got two powerhouse QBs going at each other. That's the way they bill it. And I think uh, Houston has is reminds me of the Chiefs and in, in like the er, mid to late 2000s, t- 2010 eras where they were just on the cusp. You know, of and it just takes that one player to push you over, or that that team, or whatever it is. But the Houston, Houston's not—they're not punks. And really, again, it all it takes is just that extra step. And I feel like that's that's kind of—you never anything can happen. It's football. Let me ask you guys this uh, real quickly. I've always thought baseball is a catch-up sport where a team wins a world championship and then next year you see everybody picking from that team and also trying to catch up to do what they did. Do you think football is the same way, Ned? No, I do not. It's an altogether different rhythm and different level of timing to the game. Baseball, you can get away with that. Uh, a team can get off to a very slow start. The Washington Nationals last year, 19-31 and 31 at one time of the season, 162 games, of course, and come back and they win the World Series championship. Football, you cannot do that. It's a limited number of games. I have seen teams who have gone... You know, one and five and one and six and so forth, and then gotten down to a little easier part of their schedule and kicked some behind and gotten into the playoffs and succeeded at that point. But by and large, you better start winning right from the very start, and the Chiefs know that. And the game tonight is big. The game next week with the uh, Los Angeles Chargers is even bigger. Hey, that's that's big time stuff. He did call them the Oakland Raiders today. By the way, I just thought I, I would did, mention uh, that. Morning. <laughs> yeah, this, yeah, what the hell is going on? Yeah, he guys. just said Oakland Raiders. Uh, Stormy, what do you think? Do you think the league's going to play catch up with the uh, Chiefs this year? Well, I think you see it on a much smaller scale than you do in baseball because you know when a team does really well, it's 
other groups will try to get a hold of certain players. But also, you're seeing a family mentality here in the Chiefs of guys who want to stay on the team. They want to build a dynasty here. They want to go many, many, many seasons of a lot of domination of the NFL. And I'm I'm happy to see that kind of loyalty that we don't necessarily see in other sports today. John, quickly. Uh, Mike brought up a good point, and that is the Chiefs are returning so many starters. Uh, when you look at Houston, they may struggle a little bit tonight because there are some big pieces from that offense from last year missing. DeAndre Hopkins? gone. Carlos Hyde, their leading rusher, gone. Granted, they've picked up other guys to replace that to a point, but are they going to make up that slack? Here's the key to that one, and the key is David Johnson. David Johnson comes over from the Arizona Cardinals. He had big years with the Cardinals, then faltered because of injuries. Mm -hmm. He is described as being healthy. I have seen David Johnson in person. He was a Missouri Valley Conference player from Mm -hmm. uh, Northern Iowa. Oh, did I just say Northern <laughs> Iowa? <laughs> and he is really a top-notch player. Yes, if he he's healthy, watch out. Right. All right, we'll be back in just a moment. Uh, we've got our fantasy picks coming up, and we also have our Who's Not picks. We have a couple of new segments to the show. Back to Ned Talk on 104.7 The Cave. Yes, we are back a in the studio. member of the Kansas City Chiefs Radio forgot, Network. I've forgotten how I put these together. I was going to tell you, you did a really good job on these, and they sounded really good when I was, I was like screaming in my car going, don't start without me, don't start without me, and then all of a sudden they start playing. I go, hey, this sounds really good. Good job, Joe. Yeah, I used uh, <laughs> Preservation Hall Jazz Band if for look, our music. It sounded great. I yeah, it I love good. it. thought it sounded really good. Little good different, job. little different sound to the show. You know me, I'm always unhappy with the way things jazz, sound. So. Jazz is always a welcome change for me, sir. Yes. Always. So let's talk about the fan perspective. Ned wanted to bring that up and talk about the prices and uh, how that affects everybody that's going to see the games. Now that, is the, that is the important factor tonight because, of course, the crowd is limited by, by rule. Teams make their own rules, and the Chiefs have decided between sixteen and 17,000, so we'll split the difference and call it 16,500, somewhere around there. How many of those are going to show? The word came out of Kansas City yesterday that there were plenty of tickets still available. Why? Because of the price. Let's face it, guys. The price, 350 for the cheapest of the tickets. Didn't you tell me, Mike, they have to sell them in blocks of four? The, originally, when it started out, um, senior ticket members, uh, based on seniority, got the opportunity to buy. Up in the upper bowl, I think it was starting about two. You had your fees to about 250 but you had to buy in blocks of four to six okay which makes sense they don't want to you know have a bunch of people just buying singles and they can't fill pods that have been a nightmare that makes sense the the price of those tickets it was we i think everyone collectively just goes after half of your fan base just dropped anywhere from you know ten to twenty thousand dollars to go to Miami for four days at the beginning of the year, I don't think anyone is really turn, ready to turn around and spend a thousand dollars on a game. And then on March eleventh to have the economy shut down. Come yeah. on, people! I mean, if we could get another stimulus check, then I could go. But until then, <laughs> yeah. I don't think it's going to happen. Hear that, Mitch? Need another stimulus <laughs> yeah, check. make that push that through the White House, well, but intern needs to go to a game. The Chiefs did cut the prices and cut them quite literally in half. Oh, in yeah. fact, more than half. Yeah. The upper, up, uh, the very expensive tickets, the $1,200 ones, are $600. So you're more than half of a, a slice there. All right, that does make a difference. Now, will it, uh, will it be responded tonight? Will the fans come in tonight? 
I don't know, because uh, a last notice situation like that, I suspect they'll have a reasonable number. Oh, it's Kansas City. There will be people showing up and knowing that the ticket prices are what they are. I guarantee you there will be people showing up. I think there are a lot of there are a lot of other factors involved. I don't think we need to get into them, but there are certain circumstances that are uh, endemic to this year that I think are probably going to play in effect for all teams, not just Kansas City. Can I tell you a little story? I do something else besides this, and I have to deal with municipalities and what I do, and I called – Jackson County today to get some information from them and I was abruptly told that they could not give me that information they were closing in 30 minutes and that they would be closed for the next seven days so just let me throw that out there okay that's that was the Jackson County Courthouse they told me that today so just gonna put that out there for everybody to ponder on that for for just Hmm. a second just a little bit so uh we got a couple of new segments with the show and we're gonna start one of them right now let's talk to john who's hot on the nfl brought to you by all services air service on ned talk 104.7 the cave john tell us who's hot in the nfl who you looking for i know it's hard to predict in the first week but what do you think it is it's hard to predict in the first weeks and especially with no preseason so as far as who i think's hot i'm going to go with somebody i think's underrated in the nfl and that is the wide receiver named calvin ridley for the atlanta falcons he is a former alabama alum for our good friend josh roberts He had a fine season last year. I believe he came close to 70 catches, had about 890 receiving yards. I think he will be a 1,000-yard receiver this year. Julio Jones gets a lot of the attention there as well he should. Ridley is a dynamic wide receiver. He's athletic, got great hands, and I think he will have a superb season this year. Stormy, steal a mic really quick. You were telling us before uh, we went on the air that uh, somebody's name has come up already yeah, former, in the uh, MVP voting. Former Raven and Bronco, Dominique Foxworth, has predicted that uh, Cam Newton's going to be the MVP this season. Now, I don't necessarily know that I agree with that, but I think Cam Newton's going to come out on the field for New England with something to prove with having to follow somebody like Tom Brady. So I, I think Cam is going to be pretty hot this year. Ned? I fully agree. I would not put anything past Cam Newton. Number one, he's physically a, a superior individual. He's, what, 6'6", six, six, something like that, and about 235, 240. Mobile, very quick. He has, I'm, I'm not certain, but I think eight or nine years of uh, NFL experience now with him. And he has had championship experience. He's a sharp guy. And to move and be acquired by a New England team... And to know that a Bill Belichick, who may not be the nicest and warmest person in the world, but is a respected coach, has to has to help a guy's ego. And I really feel like uh, Newton is going to have a big year. His New England team may not be the Patriots of the past, but they are still the Patriots. I think the and question they, they oh, have sorry, quality level players. Uh, maybe not what they have been, but I wouldn't be at all surprised to see them a major factor in postseason play. The question is, who's he going to throw to there? Because that yeah. was a big problem with Tom Brady last year. Yeah, Mike, what I, do you think? I, I, as far as hot in the NFL, <laughs> I mean, what chief can I not pick? <laughs> uh, Patrick Mahomes, I think, will be trying for another MVP this year. Let me let me point this out. We went 26 minutes into the show before saying we the words did. Patrick Mahomes. Hey, well, that's because you guys wouldn't let me say it earlier. Um, <laughs> I, think, I think Clyde Edwards-Hilaire is probably going to have a good year. Um, I think uh, we're going to see some guys step up big time that are wanting to be what 
part of what uh, the Chiefs have created. That if you've ever been on a, I don't care if it was JV football, uh, Pee Wee football, high school, college, any kind of team, when you get into a team that has that that feeling of I, you don't want to use the word greatness, but because it's not because it's beyond greatness, it's it's the feeling of camaraderie. But we all share in this goal and that it's attainable and we can get it. The young guys see that it's infectious. They want to be a part of it, and that's when you get young studs stepping up and doing big things. Not that Patrick doesn't already have a bunch of studs doing big things for him, but you know, um, I just I guess if I had to say who's hot in the NFL, I'd have to say my Kansas City Chiefs All as right. a collective. Mike's been talking about studs, so that brings us to our fantasy pick. <laughs> fantasy picks of the week, brought so, to you by Bazzoli's on Ned Talk one hundred four point seven, The Cave. Josh, John, sorry. Sultry. We're, 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 we're trying to get it's all... very sultry. We're, we're trying to... I'm trying to learn how all this works, so... And and John's being good-natured about it. So tell us your fantasy pick, <laughs> John. Tell us, please. I've got an Atlanta flavor to my picks this week. Flavor. Uh, I think this isn't really a surprise surprise, but he's under the radar for a lot of people this year because I think a lot of people don't even know where he ended up. If you haven't picked him up for your fantasy team yet, take a look at Todd Gurley. He's a familiar yeah. name for those of you that follow the Rams. Still only 26 years old and put up phenomenal numbers with the Rams. Do I think he's washed up? No, I think he had some lingering injuries. I think the system changed. And I think with Atlanta, he could have a huge year. So take a look at him for week one. Another big factor in his favor, too, is he's, excuse me, <clears throat> he is back home. Yes. You know, he's an All-American Georgia. From Here he Georgia. is in Atlanta, uh, having been playing on the, the coast and so forth and so on. No, I fully agree. I think Gurley has a lot left in the tank. Ned, who's your fantasy pick? And remember, we're talking about football, okay? <laughs> <laughs> Very funny. All righty, uh, this is going to surprise you because it'll, it'll get a lot of criticism and so forth. But the guy I like who is with a wide-open offense, a much more wide-open offense than he has been with, is Tyrod Taylor with the Los Angeles Chargers. Here's a guy who is making a shift in coast, taking a look at a different team, taking over for Phillip Rivers with a team that has had all sorts of expectations and not proven the uh, not proven to their capabilities. He's the kind of guy, a mobile quarterback, you know, Virginia Tech guy. I think he is a sleeping giant in this whole circumstance and he's who the Chiefs will see next week. Mike. Um am I the only one in here that plays actually plays fantasy football? I play? don't anymore. I oh, did, but I sucked at it, so I quit. Yeah. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I think, John, you played, don't you? Play, you? Play. What do you play? Many, Yahoo. Yeah. Yahoo. Yeah. I, uh, we started doing the Sleeper app last year, and I, I really, really liked it. It's nice. it's really good. Um, first year I was in this league, I won the whole thing. Ha-ha, Steve Rector. I hope you're listening. Because <laughs> that name, that trophy's got my name on it, bro. Um, but <laughs> last year, not a great year for me fantasy-wise. Um, this year, projected right now, I, I, I it, it's looking like I've got a good team. Um, part of that is going to be if Lamar Jackson wants to take me all the way. That's... And that is something that's going to definitely help. I got Barkley on there. Um, I took a chance on uh, Sanders from your boys from Philly. So I don't know. Um, it, it's going to be cop out because I picked him and he's on my team. But I'm going to have to say Lamar but Jackson you, as far as but fantasy. You can't call him a sleeper. He's all pro. For no, sleeper's the, name of the, <laughs> sleeper's the name of the sleeper's the name of the is the name of the app that is the fantasy football. It's well, that's called a wrong sleep. name. <laughs> <for it>. <laughs> <laughs> so, what was your fantasy football team name? The Neds. 
I can't tell you. You can't. Oh. And the myth is created. What was Ned Reynolds' fantasy football It's not something as terrible. For all those out there listening, Ned's a dirty guy. Hey, no. Don't be steering that train. No way. He's just a little bit dirty. Back to Ned Talk on 104.7 The Cave. I tell you what, I think. A proud member of the Kansas City Chiefs <laughs> Radio Network. I, I forget Strike that. Strike two, Weston. I, I forget that every time, and I, I specifically wrote that. I thought, yeah, let's let's throw and that in there. We, we are a proud member of the Kansas City Chiefs Radio Network. <laughs> We're about 25 minutes away from the start of the preseason. I could have used a preseason. I, sh- I showed up I'm, here with the whiskey, and I was ready for you guys to start drinking. I, I'm rusty from not having any preseason football to work on. <laughs> I tell you what, it, uh, it it's affecting me right out of the gate. I, I, I can't believe it. We've got a bunch of new segments that we've added to the show to keep you up on what's going on. And uh, the one we're going to play for you right now is uh, a pretty cool one that uh, Stormy's going to do for the us. The Injury Report, brought to you by Morrison, Webster, and Carlton on Ned Talk. 104.7, The Cave. Morrison, Webster, and Carlton, your workers' compensation attorneys. And I also want to give uh, props to Joe for using Herbie Hancock in the uh, bed there. That was not, that was, uh, that was us three. It's, no, oh, no, the original, the original song yeah. is that's right, the original yeah. song is Herbie Hancock. It was Cantaloupe. Yeah, I yeah, did that specifically can- for for Stormy. It's, I wanted that one for Stormy. Bitty bitty bop. Bitty bitty bop. <laughs> I couldn't even hear it, so I don't even know what the heck it was. <laughs> So tell us the injury report, Stormy. Uh, right now, everybody who has been on the injury report has been going full practice uh, from Derek Naughty, Travis Kelsey, Daryl Williams, Alex Oakford, Juwan Thornhill, and Dion Yeller uh, all went full practice. So probably, I'm going to guess any of them could see play for sure. Um, the couple on the, they, there were three questionables on the Texans side uh, Brandon Cooks, Cullen Gillespie. I'm not saying that one right. It's I easy know. for you to say. Exactly. And their offensive linebacker Jonathan Greenard, but um, right now we're just we're looking good on the Chiefs side, and and it's really looking hopeful. And uh, the only one that uh, stayed out, stood out for a little while was Derek Nott. He's having a little trouble with the ankle, but hopefully uh, he'll get that worked out. And there's plenty of other people who can switch in and out for him. Ned, one of the good things about not having the preseason is uh, you don't have that terrible moment when your quarterback steps on the field takes two snaps and they get slammed to the turf and the season is over you know it in the preseason so the Chiefs are healthy going into this first game well yes and uh, the but again I have to reiterate that the fact that there was no preseason action is going to show itself in the early going tonight mm-hmm. can you allow me a, a very quick story because this did happen it's one of my it's early show. years at KY3 and there was an exhibition game. The New York Jets had stunned the world by knocking off the Baltimore Colts in the Super Bowl. Well, the next the next summer we get to the exhibition season, and KY3's big draw back then. And keep in mind that's it. There's no cable, no satellite, no nothing. So if you're going to watch TV, you're going to watch the local stations. It was the NBC Saturday Night Movie, and it's going on. I don't remember what it was, but all of a sudden, about nine o'clock. Ladies and gentlemen, this news bulletin, breaking news. Of course, they didn't call it breaking news. This news bulletin from the NBC News Bureau. Joe Namath of the New York Jets is out for the season. He just injured his knee. Now back to the movie. I wish you could have heard 
the telephones at KY3. Oh, Who man. cares? What are you interrupting the movie? I mean, it went on and on and on. <laughs> what the movie was was The Ghost of Mr. Chicken with Don Knotts. <laughs> no, it was probably... It was, <laughs> I don't think so. I don't think it was Heidi, that's for sure. <laughs> oh, that's it was true. probably that Saturday they night mystery that they would do. Remember that the Saturday night mystery with the flashlight at the beginning of it oh, that yes. moved all around? It was probably like... Uh, what was the name? McClure and Wife or with uh, Rock Hudson? Mm-hmm. What was the, I think that was the name of it or something like that. Those McMillan and Wife. McMillan and, and Wife. That's it. Yep. See, I love it when we get off on these tangents. <laughs> so <laughs> we, we talked about that. Stormy's brought up the fact that uh, the Chiefs are relatively healthy. I mean, really healthy going into this game tonight. And uh, who do you expect to just light it up this evening? Wow. Um, honestly, I'm wanting to see what Travis... Kelsey and Patrick Mahomes have in store. I mean, those two, you see them off the field and in practices and everything else, and they always seem to be joking around like these best buds. But you know they're also going through their heads on what can we do next, what can we, what different move can we pull out and just stun people with. And uh, they just work so well together. It reminds me of like an Aikman and a Smith and all these kinds of pairings that we've had throughout the NFL years, McMahon and, and Peyton and just – what what are they going to do to stun us next? And I, I'm looking forward to see what that pairing does. Are you, John, are you excited to see Patrick Mahomes back out on the field? I mean, he's the biggest draw. I, I, everybody puts Lamar Jackson up there, but Patrick Mahomes is it. He's the draw in the NFL right oh, now. absolutely. He's the man as far as quarterbacks go. I'm very excited to see him. He's got all of his weapons back. You know, last year we kind of had that syndrome early on the first few weeks of next man up as far as that receiving core. Tyreek Hill's going to be there. Kelsey will be there. I'm interested, honestly, to see some of the other guys, too. You know, Robinson, I'm interested to see what, uh, you know, what all those guys will do. And like Mike mentioned earlier, I'm interested to see what, you know, Hilaire will do at the running back position. We've got a lot, a lot of offensive tools this year. He was one of the top fantasy picks that we saw the other day was Hilaire. They, he was the rookie that everybody was going after. Mike, let's, uh, let's hear from you. Let's hear the fan perspective. Which Chief do you think is going to have a big night tonight? Um, I think uh, it definitely Mahomes will be doing uh, what he can. I think uh, Clyde will want to uh, live up to the hype. Um, whether or not the coach, the coaching staff's going to allow that, because obviously there's a plan, and whatever works works. If they can protect their quarterback and run the ball for 400 yards, believe me, they're going to do that. I mean, they want to score points and they want to score touchdowns, but safe and control is the name of the game. And make no mistake, that's exactly the type of place they want to be. So if that's the way it works out, that's the way it works out. I just want a W. And it's like Ned said at the beginning, the same baseball baby. You don't, you can't just be, you can't, you can't just be dragging your butt for a month and then all of a sudden wake up and say, oh, oh, wait, we got well, only sixty games left. We better figure this out now, guys. No, no, no. This is there's six, sixteen weeks, right? And that's it. Yeah, and that's all you get to do. And and uh, you know they got to start strong. It, they it, they don't have a very easy schedule. Um, and we'll just have to see. They got a, a good point. They've got a really tough schedule, mm-hmm. and I, honestly, I wouldn't be surprised. One of the hardest. Would you be surprised if they lost tonight, Ned? Would you at all? A little bit, a little bit surprised. Yes. Number one, they're home. They are the reigning world champs. Houston's a fine ball club. Houston was up on them twenty-four nothing in the playoffs, and uh, Kansas City came back to win. I don't think the Chiefs ever think about any kind of deficit that they might face, although they did face some last year. In my opinion, 
Kansas City may be on the deficit side sometime in this ballgame. Houston's going to score, guys. It is, it is, uh, that's a given. Watson and that offense is going to be able to, I, don't, I won't tell you how many points, but they're going to be able to put points on the board. And where it comes in the ballgame and the measure of, in terms of time as to how it works is going to be a good definition of what Kansas City football will be this year because they're not the only team that's uh, very strong. You pointed out this is a good schedule they're facing. It's going to be a demanding schedule and uh, how the Chiefs are able to react, and I'm especially interested to see the defense tonight, uh, is going to be, I think, uh, symbolic of how they do this year. Stormy, uh, let's get your opinion about that. What What do you think? Well, I mean, it's football that gave birth to the term any given Sunday. And so you never know what's going to happen in a football game, who's going to get injured and everything else. And the stats between Mahomes and Watson are actually incredibly close. Uh, So many of them are actually right on the number. (laughs) Um, ESPN came out with a real good one today uh, comparing them up. And uh, I, I would be very surprised if they lost the game, but I would not be completely stunned. Let me ask you this, John. Do you think the Texans may have a chip on their shoulder because they were up 24 yeah. nothing to the Chiefs, and maybe they want to come out right away? I mean, we, we're let's face it, we're homers here. We're talking about the Chiefs. But if we were sitting in Houston, we'd be talking about they're going to come out prove a point tonight. Do you think that's locker room talk or what? I think it's I think it's bulletin board material. It absolutely is. They haven't forgotten about that 24-0 comeback. It's only been eight months. Ned brought that up, and I think that'll be in the back of their minds. Now, how they respond, that's another story. Do they have the personnel to respond? Do they have the guys to go toe-to-toe with the Chiefs? I try to be as objective as I can, and I'll be honest, I don't think they match up well. I, uh, real quick, also wanted to point out that I am over the moon excited that football is back. It doesn't seem real. It's kind of like waking up on Christmas Day and seeing the bike and being like, I cannot believe Santa actually brought me a bike. (laughs) (laughs) But in my case, uh, I got a football. Um, But in my case, uh, this will be, even though my son, who was unborn at the time, went to every game last season, for the most part, other than the Super Bowl, uh, he just wasn't born yet. Um, But this will be the first game I get to watch with my almost five month old and my dad all in the same spin. That's that means the world to me. It's unfortunate. We can't be at Arrowhead our our holy ground, our home away from home, but we're together and uh, hopefully the bike as a boy does start a little bit easy. So we'll see how he reacts to our reactions Gentlemen, during the game tonight. There is an all pro who will be in uniform tonight for the Houston Texans, who it seems every time the chiefs and Texans played, he didn't play because he was injured. Guy's name is J.J. Watt. Yep, yes. Watch out here. You also have a healthy Dylan Cole. Dylan Cole's the captain of the uh, Texan special teams. This is not a chump team that they're playing. Oh, by no means. Mike, real quickly, what are you going to do when uh, Oliver looks at you and says, Daddy, I think I want to be a Raiders fan. Not in this house. <laughs> He knows. Just like my wife's family's from South Chicago. She's they're Bears all day. Yeah. And I've got no problem with the Bears. I actually kinda have I kinda have some respect for the Bears, but they're an NFC. It doesn't matter to me. <laughs> when we got together, I was very, very blunt with her and I said, There are certain things that I will die on. One of those things is that in this house we bleed red and gold. Understand that. When we are rooting for a team, that team is the Kansas City Chiefs. 
Make no mistake, my teenage daughter, she understands that and was asking me where we're going to watch the game tonight. And when the boy starts talking, he's going to do the same thing. Chiefs, <laughs> Chiefs daddy. Chiefs. I don't care. He I'll knows. tell you a story real quick. Mike cut his son today just to see the Clipping oh, his, wow. clipping his fingernails. Just, I was just, just so nervous. Be- I can't believe you put me on blast like that. Just, I can't just, believe, oh, to, Joe, just I can't to see if he, our, that he bleeds red and gold. And he does. Guess he what? He does. <laughs> all over blood, the place. Blood all over all his binky. He wouldn't even. Place. He didn't even cry. He was just so pumped up about the game. <laughs> We're going to come back in just a second, and we will have our picks, and then Ned will tell us who the player of the week is, if he can predict that already. You're listening to Ned Talk on 104.7 The Cave, part of the Kansas City Chiefs Radio Network. Back to Ned Talk on 104.7 The Cave, a proud member of the Kansas City Chiefs Radio Network. See, I got it by the third quarter. I was ready. Third quarter. I'm hitting it. I'm doing it now. Don't worry. Don't worry out there, Scott Meyer. I'm getting it. I'm doing it. I'm making it all happen now. He's Our, finally catching on. How about I'm, I'm finally that was your I'm, third strike, but after all the yeah, after all these years, I've finally caught on. I'm finally making sense of all of it. Our fourth and final segment that we have for tonight's show are brand new segments that we're doing that uh, we've added to add a little flavor to the show is one that uh, Ned's going to bring to you guys. Who's hot in the NFL? Brought to you by All Services Air Service on Ned Talk. 104.7, The Cave. All right, Ned, tell us. I mean, th- there's no preseason for us to say who's going to be hot, but who who do you think it is? Who, well, you just hit on be? it. There is, no, there is no basis, no formula to follow here. So because this is the first game, since this opens everything up in the NFL, we'll concentrate on this one. It's twofold. You go with the quarterbacks because they're going to be the ones who decide this game tonight. Defenses are going to be a little shaky on both sides. So Mahomes and Watson whichever one is able to pick apart the defense and exploit the defensive liabilities is going to be the uh, individual team that comes away with the win. I think it'll probably be the Chiefs, but a loss by Kansas City in their opening game would not surprise me. I think we have seen it before where a champion comes in. I remember my team, and I believe the Philadelphia Eagles, green and white, the first game they came back after winning a championship in 1960, they lost. So it is not beyond the realm of possibility. Don't think it'll happen, but look for the two quarterbacks, Mahomes and Watson, to be the keys tonight. Have they won any games since they won the last Super Bowl, the Philadelphia <laughs> Eagles? I think they're Ofer for that, aren't they? Something like that. Wow. Did he just ask a question? I, <laughs> I didn't. I, hear I missed it. If he did. Oh, okay. All right. You're gonna be that way. <laughs> I think a little genuine. Spoken like ribbing. a true Raider fan. Yeah. Oh, we're not supposed to talk about that. We're just not supposed to talk about that. Okay. Story. 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 <laughs> Who's your pick for tonight? My pick is whoever is new to the team that has worked out right in the practices, gotten the rhythm of the team, gotten into the scope of how this team works, and gets out there and and makes it happen. I want to see who is going to step up in that aspect and be the true pro. All right, John, what do you think? Who's who's going to win tonight? Uh, I do think the Chiefs are going to win, and I'll say a name we haven't brought up yet who I think was integral to the Super Bowl last year and during the season tyron matthew harrison looking for him to have a fantastic game 
I think he'll set the tone for the younger guys on the defense. I think he sets the tone for the team along with Kelsey and Mahomes and the other veterans. I think the special teams are something to watch tonight because those guys don't get as many reps as the other guys do in practice. So we'll be interesting to see how the kickers and the, and the Chiefs have a new punter this year, don't they? They do. We uh, do. Tommy Tom. Yep. Tommy Townsend. Townsend. Yep. And I'm, I'm not sad about it, I'm going to be honest. Uh, that's some questionable decisions from Dustin Colquitt. You know, God love him, but I'm I'm not sad to see a new punter. Let's just say let's just say that. Mr. Holmes, what do you I think? I mean, is there really any question I was gonna pick the Kansas City Chiefs? Um, oh no, no. But uh I, I, I like what John said just now. Um there's a reason that after the Chiefs won the Super Bowl, I picked one player jersey to buy, and that was Tyran Matthew. Because I feel like, yes, we've got Patrick Mahomes, yes, we've got Travis Kelsey and Tyreek Hill and Sammy Watkins, Coach Andy Reid, you need a guy on that team that shows what it's like to be up front all the time. Not to say those other guys aren't, but Tyran is awesome. And on top of that, one thing that all the defensive players at least have been doing throughout camp that we've been able to see is, look, we might not be able to play preseason games, but look at the offense we get to go up against every single day. And one of the best offenses in the league Hopefully, we'll rub off on the D. Ned, I was going to ask you because uh, Andy Reid's name's been mentioned, but we didn't really talk about him in depth. He's one of the greatest offensive minds in all of football. Do you expect to see some new wrinkles this year? As, as much as they can, yes. As much as they can without having some games to work on them. You can only, as we mentioned earlier, only do so much during a practice session. But when you get into the actual hitting of a game, the whole rhythm changes. But, yes, you're right. Reed proved himself with the Philadelphia Eagles. He had great teams back then. They faltered now toward the end of his career. I believe in 2014 was his last year. They were not, they being the Eagles, were not a great team, but there were so many factors that went into that. Reed has come right on over. <laughs> how, how long was he out of work? 20 minutes or so, something like that. And uh, Kansas City picked him right up, and look what he's done. He has formulated a new offense. He has the horses. I'll tell you, his, his uh, football IQ is very, very big and large. How many coaches would have sacrificed and traded up 10 and gotten rid of talent to get Mahomes because he saw what he could do for the team? Real quickly, Stormy wants to uh, tell you about uh, our local football semi-pro team, the Queen City Insane Asylum. And tell us about what's going on with them, real quick, Stormy. Well, we're ten and zero on the se- on the year, and six and zero on the season. Yeah, and we would be on the way road to Nebraska this weekend, and then on the twenty sixth at Size Sports in Nixa, we will be playing in the IDFL National Championship. That will be exciting. So get out and see those guys and support Queen City and Insane Island. If I could say it, it's uh, it's coming out kind of trippy out of my mouth today. So I want to say thanks to everybody for being a part of the show. Ned, as always, the namesake, thank you so much for being here. Pleasure's mine, and uh, we'll we'll have a big show next week. Thank you guys for letting me sit in with you. I really appreciate it. It was good to see you, and go Chiefs. Go Chiefs, Stormy. Thank you. Have a great week, everybody. And you, John, as always, good to see you. Josh, Josh Roberts, we miss you dearly. I want to say thanks to Corbin Campbell, Mike the Intern, Scott Meyer. Also, Brian Tyndall. Nick Fury's getting set to take over. We're just minutes away from the beginning of the NFL season as Art Haynes and Mitch Holtis will take over. 
You've been listening to Ned Talk on 104.7 The Cave, a proud member of the Kansas City Chiefs Radio Network. The Cave, KKLH, Marshfield, Springfield, your home for the Kansas City Chiefs and Springfield's pure classic.